Okay, let's, uh, sorry to break up your conversation, but uh, it's great to be together. I reiterate what Emma said, it's just wonderful. I'm sure you really felt it, that you didn't have to sign up. You could just simply come this morning, which is great, and, and to come as you are, that's who we are, right? It's, uh, we're the people of God, the family of God, and we just get to come out each Sunday and gather together to come before the living God, to come and center our lives around the throne in this way. But we also love as well the fact that we get to do life together and share our lives. And we're equally excited about the cafe afterwards that's resuming. Uh, what we didn't uh, tell Emma was that we have donuts as well for this morning. And now they're not just the cheap ones, you know, the 10 for a quid in the bag, and they're really stinking sugar congeals and all that. He's like, oh, you like those ones? But we haven't got those ones. We've got trays of donuts, individually, not, not packed together, but individually, chocolate on top. Is that right? You've organized that? Lovely. Can't wait. Sprinkled ones as well. My goodness me. That's what church is all about. Come and get fat at church. That's it. Plenty of sugar. So, uh, so you're, you're so, so welcome. And, you know, it's, it does feel a bit like there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, right? <laughs> you know? And, and for, for all of us, as we've been living our lives, it's been, I felt like just this word, it's, it's felt a little rudderless. Like we, like a ship, like a boat, like it's almost like we're, kind of going this way, then we're going that way, then we just don't know where we're kind of quite going, and we're just kind of at sea. And it feels like in this season, in this moment, like the Lord is just giving us, uh, setting the course for what's ahead. And I would really appreciate your prayers, just even this evening. Uh, our pastoral leadership team will meet this evening. We meet usually every six weeks to, to chat to catch up, to kind of um, reflect on what we sense the Lord is doing in amongst uh, ourselves, but also our community. It's a chance to uh, go before the Lord and say, Lord, what's next? What are you saying? And I think that's really important that we do that. The vision and the values of our church haven't changed. We're still very much called to... Uh, those outside the four walls. We're still very much about uh, ourselves being disciples and followers of Jesus, that we come as we are, but we don't stay as we are, that we allow and invite the Holy Spirit to, to set us free. We do that as we face upon God through worship, which is what we've done and what we do throughout the week. We do that in community by building relationship with one another, both here and in our groups. We do that as we roll our sleeves up and we get stuck in and we do a job and we serve in a way that God has gifted us for the sake of others. We grow as we go. All of those things have remained. They stay the same. But we'd, pr we'd appreciate your prayers as we, as we focus our attention on, God, what course would you have us on? for this next season, for these next two, three plus years, Jesus, where are you leading Carrick Fergus Vineyard? So please uh, pray for us as we do that.
If you're new to our church, we say this often, but you are so, so welcome. You will be uh, hopefully benefiting from our recent teaching series, which we conclude this morning, which is Take Your Place. For those of us who've been part of our church for, uh, for a while now, it's an invitation again, is to take your place. This is a season of rebuilding. This time, we have weathered an incredible storm, and this time, this season, is about picking up the pieces and going again and rebuilding. And we invite all of us, if you're saying, yes, God, this is the family that you've called me to be a part of, we invite you to take your place that God has for you in and through the lives of our church. It's also an invitation to discipleship. And that's really where it starts. It really begins when Jesus says, come follow me. As we follow him, we begin to do the very things that he's called us to. And I want to just kind of conclude this series this morning, take some time to remind ourselves of what we've sort of shared, but then to kind of just wrap it up with just a couple of verses from Romans 12, which we'll get to in a moment. So week one was uh, the story of Nehemiah rebuilding the walls, and we simply said, everyone gets a job. Everyone gets to move stones and lift rubble. There didn't need to be any specialists there. You just had to get stuck in and get your hands dirty. And uh, you'll have heard that phrase, putting your shoulder to the wheel. And the people of God assembled and led by the person of Nehemiah uh, went about rebuilding the walls. And all of us get to put our shoulder to the wheel. It doesn't matter what the job is, we all get to do that. Then in the second week, we looked at 1 Corinthians 12, that uh, really well-known passage where Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's saying, uh, he's taking the analogy of a physical body, and he's breaking up all the different components and parts of, of the body, and he's saying that within the body of Christ, he likens it to uh, uh, the church, that each of us have a specific role and task and fit within the body of Christ. Then week three, we kind of uh, took it a step further to try and help individuals kind of find their place. Well, okay, if that's true, if I'm to be an ear or if I'm to be a knee or whatever that part of the body is, how do I get to know what that is? How do I find my role? And we said, do what comes naturally. Steward the talent that God's given you. Uh, listen to the words of leaders that, that may speak prophetically over you or might call out in you uh, what they sense God has for you. An inquiring of one another and inquiring of the Lord. Where would you have me, God? If this is home for you, where is your place? And then last week, uh, Chantel took, took the time during the teaching to kind of ask the question, what is it that actually keeps us or holds us back, or prevents us from taking our place. And so as we sort of draw this time to a conclusion, the questions remain, what is our place? Do you know your place? Have you been able to begin maybe the journey of finding your place? I want to read briefly uh, Romans chapter 12, first two verses it is brilliantly, brilliantly encapsulated in the message translation. You may have heard this. You may have read this yourselves. But uh, that's where we are. Uh, Paul writing the church in Rome in a very modern translation says this. So here's what I want you to do. 
God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. When we've uh, talked about taking your place, we're not referring to incredible exploits for God and exciting this and doing that. Most of us, in fact, all of us, we live pretty ordinary, boring lives. And even if we have exciting parts of our lives, we all have pretty boring stuff. It's the ordinary, it's the mundane, it's the getting up and getting out of bed and jumping in the shower and getting breakfast and clearing it up and uh, maybe getting to work or maybe getting to the desk downstairs as it has been for many of us. Um, and or just all the other humdrum, boring kind of stuff of life. That's, that's actually most of our lives. And Paul really is saying here is take that, take that everyday thing that we do in our lives and just place it before the Lord. Place it there and just place it as, a, as an offering saying, God, here is my day. So as we approach the day in the mornings and we spend our time before the Lord, it might be a minute, it might be 10 minutes, it might be an hour that you spend and you carve that time out before the day really begins and you're saying, God, this is my day. I'm meeting such and such this afternoon. God, be in that meeting. As I have to deliver that presentation at work, which I'm nervous about, come and help me. God, I don't want to do double maths this afternoon. I hate Mr. Such and Such. He's rubbish. And he hates me. And I haven't even done my homework. And, but God, be with me in that moment. As you clean the dishes and you wipe the bums of your babies, for those of you who've got them, praise the Lord, they're grown up now. It's like in those moments, it's an offering before the Lord. Everything that we do, our thoughts, our actions, our words, is an offering before the Lord. Paul writes, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Taking our place doesn't mean fitting into the culture. It doesn't mean becoming so well-adjusted. The NIV translation, you'll know this, many of you, is uh, do not be uh, conformed to the pattern of this world. It's saying don't just do the stuff that culture and society is telling us. And boy, it is telling us various things. Just tune into the TV. Tune into social media. I watched this program last week. It startled me. It frightened me, actually. Some of you, you'll know this stuff. Some of you, like me, will be completely oblivious to it. They interviewed these Facebook, Instagram employees past. 
And they were basically coming, they were nearly spilling the beans on what they do and how they target various people and how they have these algorithms. I couldn't even spell it, but it's, it's this thing that as you begin to focus your internet searches on certain things, lo and behold, your social media is bombarded with that stuff. And so what ends up happening is when you trawl through these constant, constant things on your phone, it's sending you the same images and the same products and the same messages that's targeted for you. You just consume your whole world and your whole life and your whole thinking in that. And it's so dangerous that we, we, that's, that's what we consume ourselves with. Uh, the, the life group, I've mentioned it before, the, the lads life group that Nathan and I are leading with, with the lads on Mondays has just been fabulous. And we have said, you know, how much time are you spending on, on looking at that stuff? And what are the messages that it's speaking? What does it say? And how is that shaping our thinking? We need to be careful that as we find our place, our place is not based upon what culture and society is teaching us. It's always changing. It's always evolving. But if it's not lined up with the scriptures, then we're in trouble. Having said, uh, not being uh, in the culture, be in the culture, be in the marketplace, be in that place, but just don't become conformed to its thinking and its behavior. We're called to be salt and light in uh, affecting uh, the culture around us, not letting it affect our culture and our behavior. Instead, let's fix our attention on God, being readily recognizing what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. If we're still struggling, we're still trying to figure out, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I just don't know what you have for me, where my place is. As we fix our attention on Him, he begins to show us what he wants from us and then invites us to respond to it. What's the dream? What is God on you for? Fix our attention on him and he begins to reveal it. He begins to show it uh, to us. Let's just skip through loads of these things. What I wanted to do is as we draw this to a conclusion, is hear from some of us about how they have kind of found their place in church. And so we're going to hear uh, from three individuals, part of our church, their story is how they've found their place in, in the life of our church, but also what their place is. So I'm going to stop talking. You can watch your screen and you can listen uh, to what they have to say. Good morning. been asked to give my thoughts on my place within the church and I have been thinking about it especially the fact that it's been a part of the series of talks over the last while and I think for me my place hasn't just been one particular thing I think over the years from the church when it initially started uh, we were involved and I was involved in various things and that has carried through all the way through to now and the church has grown considerably. My place has been helping out with kids. I feel that I was very grounded and very passionate about that and also my place would have been helping out in cafe, helping set up whenever 
we needed people to set out chairs and put the chairs away. I feel all that is part and parcel of my place within the church. I feel that it's not just about one thing in particular that can ground somebody within a church. I think it's various things. And for me, my place has always been being part of the community. Having journeyed with several people throughout the years and still journeying and meeting regularly through the week with other people and journeying with them, I feel that that's my place as well within the church. And I also believe that coming to the church regularly and giving to the church is part of who I am and where my place should be within the church. So I don't think that anybody should feel that their place is just one thing in particular within a church. I think it can change over time. It can be multiple things. And for me, it has been. And I don't think that that will change. Thank you. Hi. Paul has asked me to do a wee video about how I came to attend Vineyard. So here goes. Let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Rona. I live in Carrick, Fergus with my daughter Emma and my dog Suki. Um, I just retired uh, back in May last year and although I have been a Christian from my teens, I never found a church to belong to. Uh, my family was not uh, a Christian family. My dad was an atheist and he didn't encourage he actually didn't allow us to go to church um, and when I told him I was a Christian he replied that he hoped it was only a phase that I was going through. Um, I have tried several churches um, but never felt that I fit and I just didn't feel I belonged. Back in 2018 uh, my life was turned upside down by bereavements. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't function. Um, a lovely lady called Jackie Raw booked us into Oni's uh, for Christmas dinner that year. It was a day I was not looking forward to and thanks to a wonderful, compassionate team of people from Vineyard, um, it turned into a rather special day for us. It was there that I met, um, I was going to say the legend that was Diane Reid, or that is Diane Reid, should I say. She invited me to a ladies' um, life meeting, which she and Elizabeth Morrison took. Um, eventually that led me to attend Vineyard Sunday service in the high school. I attended Life Group's uh, women's conference then over in Coleraine, meeting more wonderful women. Um, Karen McGill, Alison, Sharon, to mention but a few, and many more. I got baptised in May 2019 by Chantel and Diane at Island McGee in the sea. I um, served in the cafe at church with, until lockdown, and I stayed in touch with some of the ladies uh, during this time. When we were allowed to meet up, we would meet up in... Um, like Isabel's back garden or at um, Elizabeth's house. Uh, 
I continued to watch the vineyard um, online and I think it's wonderful how with all the legal restrictions how, how, the, how Chantel, Paul and the rest of the um, vineyard managed to overcome those problems. It was one of the ladies I met at the original life group, ladies life group, Isabel Moore, who asked me um, if I would be interested in helping her out at rest. And I said yes. So um, basically that's the story of me and Vineyard. Um, like that little piece of jigsaw that we were all given. All kinds of people with all different kinds of background make up the Vineyard Church. And I have found a connection. I have found a fit. I have found a place I belong. And it's um, something that I'm very happy um, in Vineyard and enjoy being part of. Thank you. Good morning, Marty here. When you get a text from Paul saying, give me a call ASAP, lots of things go through your mind. Is somebody in trouble? Am I in trouble? Uh, or usually, what have I been volunteered for? Well, this morning, I have been volunteered to briefly explain how I got connected, how I found my place in Vineyard. What was my piece of the jigsaw? Uh, it started off been coming now for around about three three years plus, uh, well before the uh, pandemic. And through previous churches, I've always been involved with children's ministry. So that was a kind of a natural. Um, I approached Gillian and started to get involved that way, which I so highly recommend. Um, but during the lockdown, uh, Paul, Hugo, etc. started a life group online for men on Wednesday mornings. I thought, well, I'm at home, I'm on furlough um, with the kids, why why not give it a go? So every Wednesday morning, we met online, and it literally was life-changing. I started to feel as if I belonged to the church. Um, it made me realise that church isn't the building, it's the people, and that's made a big, big difference. So we, we did life together, we talked about our faith, we talked about Christ, but we also talked about our problems, our needs, uh, manly things that you don't normally get to talk about uh, in public. Um, that life group online, when things started to open up, became the allotment life group. The, the group for men down in the allotment. And it was so good to get your hands dirty, to work and talk to other people, to be able to open up. So I found that my little pieces ranged where i seemed where i fitted in was from the youngest of children from the three four five year olds all the way up to well hugo forgive me the oldest people like uncle hugo here so i would encourage everybody try a life group we're all in this together we're all traveling this journey together nobody has all the answers except christ himself but we are here for each other so find what piece are you in the jigsaw? There's bound to be, there should be a life group out there that suits you. Now, I know it's not easy for, for everybody finding time with kids, etc., etc. But try one thing. That's what I can recommend. Jump in, 
try one thing. I know a lot of people will always say, I've no experience. I don't know what to do. I've never worked with kids before, especially men. Um, a lot of people think, oh, that's a job for teachers and, and women. It's not. Think back to the disciples. Which disciple had the experience to go and follow Christ and make disciples of other people? They were fishermen. They were doctors. They were, you know, they were tax collectors. None of them had experience, but God put them to use. So you don't need the experience. You just need an open heart and the willingness. And what you get from it, I can't highly recommend enough. So, folks, go find your place. That was great. Oh. Their brief was very much about finding their place in the life of the church and how it functions and how they function within it. And uh, what we're about to move towards uh, in about two or three minutes, that's why a few people are moving around, is, a, is an opportunity to literally respond uh, and to sort of make some sort of decision or headway, and I'll explain about that in a moment. But what I need to say is, is simply this, that you will be hearing the message of, you know, get stuck in, serve, da-di-da, all of that stuff. And we do encourage all of us to be a part of that. But for some, just being present, just attending is enough. It's a bit like, you, you imagine a big family gathering, big family uh, get-together. There's going to be certain people that will host the meal. There's a lot of work there. There'll be someone making food and bringing it to it. And there's lots of people contributing to, to that family gathering. And there'll be some, especially the children, we're just glad that they're there. They haven't brought the dinner or the wine or whatever it might be, but we're just glad that they're there. And uh, we really want to sort of stress that finding your place for some is just simply being part and parcel of coming. So you're very, very welcome. In these remaining minutes, for those of you, maybe over the weeks, you've been wondering and pondering and thinking, yes, I am interested in helping in that area or that area. I just don't know who to see. Just a few mug shots on the screen. Uh, here we go. We're going to hopefully go through them fairly quick. Oh, what a good-looking fella. Uh, so I do a bit of school mentoring. I'm literally just getting that off the ground again at the minute, and it's very, very exciting. Who's next? Chantelle. She's also beautiful and does loads. Here we go. Gillian Grant. She's our children's pastor, and uh, she's also brilliant. <laughs> Auntie, well done, son. Uh, Jules is our, uh, our admin and finance person in the office, and she's also uh, does loads and loads of stuff with prayer as well. There's Tom, uh, recently joined in a part-time capacity doing communications and, and lots and lots of help. And there's worship, our worship guy, Sergi. You've seen plenty of him. Uh, there's Jackie, who's usually sat right at the front here, who's in charge of our visuals. And uh, Emma, she, she's very humble. She announced herself as part of the youth team. She is. She actually oversees and leads our youth, uh, which is great. Then we've uh, Serge's God lover, uh, wife, Philippa. And uh, she coordinates all of the Reach Women's uh, ministry and all the events that happen there. 
Then we've got Kate, who uh, is giving a, a number of hours every week to coordinating all of our compassion-based ministry, the stuff that happens outside the four walls. Uh, Jenny and Johnny, uh, they oversee our welcome team and gather the guys that welcome us as we come in and coordinate that. Then we've got Paul and Judith, they look after our cafe, and uh, they would love to speak to you if you want to uh, do some teas and coffees and donuts maybe. And who's next? That's it. Great. So that's just a few mug shots of people. Uh, and as they do that, we've got some papers to give out. Um, I hope this is okay with you. I hope that you're not offended by it. This is just an opportunity to join up some dots. For some of you, this is not going to mean too much because you kind of, you know what you do. You know who you are and where you fit and all the rest. But these are just, just a few tick boxes. It's to do with life groups. It's to do with serving. It's to do with giving and just being a part and parcel of the church. And if you've been sat there and you're kind of going, yeah, I want to make the next step. I just don't know how. This is just an opportunity for you to tick a few boxes and then we will follow it up with you during the week. And, uh, and so some of you might just want to leave it, but some of you are like, no, actually, I want to get connected and help in that particular area.